Shout to all the real niggas. Die for the cause, yeah, I will. I will. I used to do crime for the thrills. And all for the bills with a white man face from a black slum. Like I'm gonna need a white man place. I'm a brown king. Why I need the white man grace? I just need the praise so I can get the right man's grace. That's the God up above. My people must color, but dirt from the earth, so I know that we made a love. Soak up the sun like a sponge. This for the rain, we are one. With all of the elements, with all of the resonance. I like them dead if we speak on them presidents. Not a Trump supporter, not a Clinton supporter. And Obama slipped too, we need to get it in order. Hmm. I like the truth and the facts out there. Let's turn Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of I've Been Thinking About It. My name is Christian Yearwood, your host of course, and I have a good show in store for you today. That song was Never Fight an African by Styles P. Uh, shout out Styles P, OG. Um, but today, what I want to talk about is conspiracy theories and something that scholars like to call the post-truth era. Now, conspiracy theories seem to be embedded in internet and human culture at this point, right? Rarely will a day go by that you don't encounter some ridiculous conspiracy theory about any given topic at hand. Now, one of the most recent conspiracy theories uh, in my memory that was going around is the idea that Kobe Bryant actually did not die in a helicopter accident, but he was killed by a clandestine organization in some sinister plot. Now, the same was said about Nipsey Hussle when he passed, of course, uh, Nipsey was preaching uh, about financial freedom, financial literacy. He was speaking about cryptocurrency, um, the importance of taxes and other information that, that would challenge the status quo in America. Now, people said that because Nipsey was spreading this information that was dangerous to, to the powers that be in America... They conspired to kill him. Um, but while this, this, these theories about Kobe Bryant and Nipsey Hussle, they're, they're false. Of course, they're false. And there's strong evidence that would debunk these theories, right? These theories still persist and live on in the minds of some people out there. Um, so why does this happen, right? Now, these perspectives, Particular conspiracy theories, they're family, fairly harmless in the grand scheme of things. Of course, it's very sad that when someone passes, we don't even grieve. We just go to, oh, it was a plot to kill him and this, that, and that, that. You know, it really affects the families of these people to, to see um, theories like this being spouted that just are absolutely false. Um, but... The fact that people actually wholeheartedly believe it, uh, these theories to be true, you know, it points to a rather disturbing problem that exists in our societies. And, and this is what uh, I'm going to talk about today when, when I talk about the post-truth era, right? You see, we now live in a society where the truth is no matter of opinion, right? Human beings no longer accept the idea that there is an objective reality, Right? This is why movements like the Flat Earthers are so popular today. Now, of course, the Flat Earthers peddle conspiracies um, that say that, you know, NASA and other government organizations 
have tricked the entire world into believing that the earth is a spear um, when in reality the earth is flat and if we um, actually we can actually go to the edge of the earth and we would fall off the earth right um now of course there's overwhelming scientific evidence that proves that the earth is in fact a spear and flat earthers are completely wrong about uh what they say right but there's particular interest in, in, in the flat earth society um, as it relates to human psychology, right? So what makes people believe in these different various conspiracy theories, even though there's overwhelming evidence to suggest that they, they simply aren't true? Now, firstly, what we have to recognize is that flat earthers, they have a strong distrust in the scientific community. And they have a strong distrust for authority figures, right? Um, so it becomes very complicated to understand the minds of people who believe in various conspiracy theories um, because it is a fact um, that government bodies and authorities have been exposed on many occasions for pushing outright lies and misinformation to the public, right? If we go back to the last episode, uh, I briefly discussed uh, the Bush administration's lies about weapons of mass destruction. Right now, that was a conspiracy theory, um, which claimed that, you know, there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and the U.S. needed to go in and intervene and, and save the world from, from impending um, destruction. Right now, of course, we now know that these are all lies, right? Um, so on the one hand, you have government bodies, um, which are actively trying to deceive the public about certain issues. And then on the other hand, you know, they're actually telling the truth about other things, right? So they don't always lie, um, about certain things, right? They're, they, and they're not always telling the truth. So this makes it very hard for people to know what to actually believe and what to discard as lies, right? And and this is why conspiracy theories are such a huge part of human culture, right? Because as humans, we have a collective skepticism um, that exists um, when it comes to just about any topic, right? Whether it be nutrition, whether it be the earth is flat or not, they we actually go to the moon, you know? The human beings have a, a certain skepticism that we approach um, these topics with, right? And while practicing skepticism is actually very healthy and a very effective way of filtering information, too much skepticism can at times devolve into complete insanity and it can become very dangerous for all of us. Now, in my opinion, there's no better case to describe this phenomenon than the anti-vaccination movement, sorry. Right now, I'm certain that most people have encountered information on the web that claims that vaccines are a part of a government conspiracy to control the population and infect us with diseases in order to kill us off. Um, I'm 100% sure that everyone has heard of that conspiracy uh, at least once, right? Whether it be online or a family member or a friend talking about it um, 
in, in general discussions, right? Now, the anti-vaccination movement was popularized and brought into mainstream discussions because of no disgraced physician, Andrew Wakefield. So in 1998, Andrew Wakefield published a paper in a very respected scientific journal called The Lancet, right? And this study that he published, it linked the measles, mumps, and rubella, MMR vaccine, to autism in newborn babies. So what Wakefield was trying to say was that the MMR vaccine um, was causing autism in babies, right? Uh, Wakefield's study was extremely flawed scientifically, right? It relied on personal anecdotal evidence and his methodology was 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 flawed and, and it was also shown that he had several conflicts of interest um, when, when dealing with uh, this subject matter, right? Now, of course, Wakefield's study was, was retracted and he has been disgraced. He's retired. Um, so basically, this, this conspiracy that he was pushing about the MMR vaccine causing autism, it was discredited, right? It was proven not to be true. However, the damage was already done, right? So Wakefield's study and his emergence um, as the leader of the anti-vaccination movement, it caused a massive health crisis in the UK at the time. Now, parents who had children with autism, they were suing hospitals, they were suing health agencies, they were protesting, um, you know, it was pandemonium, right? Um, and ultimately, the result was a decrease in vaccination rates and subsequently an increase in cases of measles. So there was a measles outbreak because less people, less parents were um, trusting vaccines and and. Obviously, if you don't vaccinate your children, they're at higher risk. They're actually at risk for, for the diseases, right? Now, it's important to note that vaccines are one of the greatest technological innovations um, in human history. Like smallpox, measles, and, and, and other diseases that killed millions of people hundreds of years ago, they've basically been wiped out because of these um, vaccines, right? So vaccines are proven to work, right? Now, despite this, the anti-vaccination movement continues today. And in fact, many parents express their fear of vaccines and their refusal to allow their children to be vaccinated. And this is a, a global problem. It's, it's not just in the UK. It's in America. It's, it's in Barbados. It's in wider Caribbean. All over the world. Um. So this is a prime example of why conspiracy theories are, are extremely dangerous and we need to do our best to combat them, right? Now, the current president of the United States, Donald Trump, in, in November 2012, he tweeted, and I quote, The concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. So... This is another example of the dangers conspiracy theories pose to the stability of our societies. The leader of the free world um, is pushing climate conspiracies 
which his many supporters blindly accept as the truth and reality. What results is, you know, racism toward Chinese people and also an attitude towards climate change and climate scientists um, that is that is very skeptical, right? And very dangerous um, to the future of our planet. Now, despite the overwhelming evidence of man-made climate change, this insane idea that climate scientists in the world have conspired, um, they've all somehow gathered together and conspired to lie about global warming in order to help China surpass America. Uh, it's quite absurd uh, when you really think about it, um, but it's, it's very much the truth for a large number of people, right? And what I want to say about this is that ultimately who wins when conspiracy theories like this um, enter uh, the consciousness of, of some people is the oil, the oil companies, the people who are actually causing the climate change, Um they're the ones who win because the, the problem, the real problem is, is not being addressed, right? We're just going to blame it on China. It's a, it's a hoax, you know, it's not real, right? It's, it's just so that China can surpass America um, and, 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 and basically make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive, right? Now, in reality... U.S. manufacturing is, is being made non-competitive because U.S. corporations are going overseas where they can pay workers next to nothing, literally cents an hour, to make electronics, to make clothes, to make products that they then bring back to America and sell for massive profit, right? So conspiracy theories um, are now a regular feature in, in political discourse. Right. So what I want to say, too, is that the emergence of social media and, and the rapid information flow that we experience today, you know, is contributing greatly to the prevalence of, of dangerous conspiracy theories. Right. And because we, we, we have so much information and because it is so rapid, it makes it hard for us to firstly process all that information i mean it's literally impossible and two it also makes it very difficult for us to tell what is actually the truth and what is actually lies what is actually misinformation right um so this is why we have climate change deniers and we have people who are what i call anti-vaxxers right so whenever global events take place it is very common to receive, you know, voice notes, pictures, videos, you know, all types of media which claim to expose some sinister plot um, by evil actors, you know, only to find out that that is actually not the truth of the situation. And it's really not some sinister plot, you know, it's really just, you know, something else, <laughs> right? Um, recently in Barbados, of course, uh, a voice note was being sent around with a woman claiming um, an, an employee of a Chinese restaurant in Sky Mall had the coronavirus and because of this, Sky Mall was shut down. Now, of course, we found out shortly after that it was false 
um, but again it's very easy to see how misinformation like that can cause a public panic and, and disrupt public safety so this is why i say that we can no longer ignore conspiracy theories and we need to combat them right what is also important to know about conspiracy theories now conspiracy theories are not a new phenomenon um, by any means right the famous illuminati conspiracy it was actually birthed all the way back in medieval europe right so i'm sure everyone has heard of the illuminati i mean if you haven't you've been living under a rock <laughs> but basically the idea is that there's this group of dark web of interests who uh work behind the scenes and pull um pull strings and control the world you know and 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 basically dictate um what happens in the world right and as as someone who used to believe um in these conspiracy theories myself when i was very young much younger um i'm still young right now but when i was much younger you know, I really did believe that the Illuminati was a real thing, right? You know, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the Bush family, you know, they've all been said to be a part of the Illuminati, um, which runs the world from behind the shadows, right? And th this conspiracy theory um, has always been of particular interest to me. And I think is has been of particular interest to everyone because we have a strong sense that there are in fact powerful for forces at work um influencing the world from behind the scenes um but i realize that firstly there are powerful elites who control the means of production um and therefore they accumulate majority of the wealth that is created in the world this concentration of wealth it translates to a concentration of political power and so this does mean that there are powerful elites who are a small minority um, that basically have massive influence over the lives of millions of people. So what this means, right, is that what, yes, some things in, in the, in the uh, Illuminati conspiracy are true, right? The bankers they do to a large part have massive political and economic influence you know the oil companies do have massive influence and and the rockefellers they they own the oil company um the rothschilds are a banking family you know that is true you know so there's certain things in, in these conspiracy theories which are true you know, but for it to be a conspiracy theory, it has to be hidden, right? So, which leads me, which led me to realize, you know, that it wasn't actually a conspiracy theory. There is no such thing as the Illuminati. But there is such a thing as powerful elites who basically control the world because they have massive economic power and massive political power, Right? So it isn't hidden, right? It isn't a secret society. We know who these people are, you know? Rex Tillerson, he was the CEO of the largest oil company in the world. He left that position. He got hundreds of millions of dollars. And then he entered um, one of the top positions in, in US um, 
in the U.S. cabinet as Secretary of State of Donald Trump, right? So he went from being the CEO of an oil company to being one of the most powerful people in the world, right? So I had to realize that it wasn't hidden. Like, these things weren't hidden, right? And there's there's a great quote out there. I don't know who says it, but the best things, the best hiding places are, are in plain sight, right? And that's what I would like to say when it comes to um, the Illuminati, right? It's not that there isn't a, a group of people who, who have massive influence over the lives of the many. It's just that it isn't hidden. It isn't a conspiracy. It isn't a secret organization. We actually know who these people are. Like, you know, these people actually are on TV, you know, like we see them every day. Like we can find out a lot of information about them. They're not hiding, right? Um, so it becomes very tricky dealing with conspiracy theories because some parts of them are actually true but ultimately they contain a lot of information which isn't actually true and and which is actually very misleading right and it devolves into kind of an insanity right where you get people talking about the queen being a lizard right um i mean i don't know what to say about that but I really don't think that the queen is a lizard. That's not to say that I don't think that colonial powers in the past have had massive influence over the world, right? That is 100% true. But that doesn't mean that the queen is a lizard and, and is, is some sort of giant plot um, to, to, to destroy the world or something like that, right? No, again, this makes it very difficult for people to know what to actually believe and what to discard as misinformation, right? Um, and therefore, it makes it difficult for us to actually fix the problems in society because we cannot come to an agreement about exactly what those problems are and where those problems stem from. Um, a prime example of this is if you speak to someone highly religious, right? Certain highly religious people, not all of them. Um, they will tell you that the Lord is coming back for his world. Um, when you look at all the the fires, the natural disasters, you know, all the, the madness per se that happens in the world, they will tell you that this is because the Lord is coming back for his world. is a sign that Christ is returning, right? Now, the reality, however, is that, you know, climate change is actually the cause of, of the increase in, in devastating natural disasters. But for some highly religious folks is a sign of the return of Christ. So this is what scholars mean when they talk about the post-truth post era, right? So we have two groups of people looking at the same phenomena, um, but somehow two realities or two truths emerge from these observations. Um, so because of social media, right? it has kind of exacerbated this problem. Anyone can publish anything and say anything they like, um, you know, which I have no problem with, you know, that is free speech. Um, I have no problem whatsoever with people posting conspiracy theories or people posting things that are not true. I mean, it's free speech at the end of the day, right? And if we censor that, then we have to censor everything. So we don't censor anything at all. Um, and I'll get into free speech and, and, 
how a lot of the corporations are actually censoring us. Um, we'll get into that on another episode. But the real issue here, right, is that because we no longer trust public officials, we no longer trust the mainstream media, right? We have a certain skepticism toward um, authorities, right? We can't actually agree upon what the actual objective reality is. And social media makes this problem even more widespread and even harder to combat. Um, so the result is that we have a history, you know, that now becomes a matter of opinion. Um, if you talk to some people about President Obama, you know, he's the greatest president in U.S. history, right? Um, but if you talk to, to other people, you know, Obama was really not a good president at all. And he did a lot of terrible things, um, that affected the, the American worker, you know, that really devastated the Middle East, you know, it just depends on who you talk to, right? Um, opinions differ. Now, this is the problem, and this is why scholars call it the post-truth era. Everything is now up for debate. People will argue with lawyers about the law. People will argue with climate scientists about climate science, right? You know, there is absolutely no discipline. There's no field of study. There's no topic that is immune to this problem. Uh, so when you talk about, for example, something like the theory of evolution, one common thing you will hear is, oh, you really believe that humans come from monkeys? Like, how oh, you can really believe that? Like, that's racist. Like, someone has literally told me that evolutionary biology is racist because how, how, how you can say that humans come from, from monkeys? Were you trying to call black people monkeys? No, that doesn't actually make any sense, right? Um, but people really believe that, right? Um, and another thing that people say is, you know, it's just a theory, right? And... Um, this is quite depressing and quite hilarious at the same time because a theory in science is a collection of facts, right? So it, a theory doesn't have the, 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 the same meaning um, in science that it has when we commonly use it in our everyday speech. Um, so when we talk about a conspiracy theory, Generally, we accept that it's a theory and that means that, you know, it's not actually real. It's just a theory, right? But when scientists use the word theory, they're using it um, as a collection of facts. Facts, right? So they collected all this data, they collected all this evidence and they put it together. And this is the theory of evolution, right? It doesn't mean that it's just a made up theory and we can prove none of it. Um as in the commonly accepted uh, definition of theory, in science, again, it has a different meaning. It means a collection of facts. Um, so a conspiracy theory and a scientific theory are not the same. Theory holds two different meanings in, in, in both instances, right? But again, this matters none, right? Because everything... Is up for debate now, right? Everything 
is a matter of opinion is all subjective for some people right there's no objective reality that everyone um must accept and in fact this has always been true right humans are in fact natural conspiracy theorists right i mean if you go back all the way in history if you think about religion a lot of uh religious beliefs are pretty much conspiracy theories you know they're they're claims that cannot be proven uh for example the idea that god created the world in 7 days and he created adam first and eve and all of that right that is a conspiracy theory right no i don't want to offend anyone that is religious that believes in creationism that believes in god that believes that is that is religious i believe in freedom of religion and you should have the right to practice your religion without persecution right but it is a conspiracy theory right because you can't actually prove it you just have an idea um you just have a, a set of beliefs um that you think to be true right and and you can't actually prove any of it um so it's a conspiracy theory right but we don't look at religion and and religious um morals and religious stories as conspiracy theories you know we kind of just accept them as you know religion which is fine you know um but again we have to combat um certain conspiracy theories that are very dangerous um to the public right no what i want to say is that when we talk about the post truth era you know it's important to note that human beings we can never there will never be a time in history where everyone is going to believe the same thing or we are all going to have um the same ideas about about the world right there will always be people who who believe in certain things and don't believe in certain things right that is just the way that human humans um the human brain works right it's just our psych- psychological makeup right but we must we must um be careful with what we allow um to be pushed in our society you know going back to something we previously discussed the anti-vaccination movement um you can see how it is very dangerous if if no one believes that vaccines are safe and that vaccines actually protect from diseases and and people don't vaccinate their children then we have an outbreak of of diseases that could have easily been prevented um simply by vaccinating right if we don't believe that climate change is man made and that is a hoax or we believe that you know it's just the lord coming for his world and and you know the god god is is creating all these natural disasters and he's punishing us for all of our sins you know then we won't actually address carbon emissions um that are causing the climate change right so again that's why i stress that we must combat conspiracy theories um and and we must learn how to navigate 
on the post-truth era uh, by being objective, right? And what that means is that when, you, when, when we come upon a certain set of information, we have to do our due diligence um, as individuals, you know? We have to be skeptical, of course, and say, you know, is this true? Or why do I believe this? Or what reasons do I have for believing this, you know? We have to do our research, you know, look at multiple sources, look at sources that conflict what you believe. Um, look at people who agree with what you believe, but they have some other beliefs that aren't really what you believe, you know. You have to challenge um, everything, right? Challenge your, 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 your preconceived notion of what knowledge is or what the truth is, right? And in my opinion, uh, that is how... We're going to navigate the post-truth era. And as I said, it's, it's very important for us to, to combat conspiracy theories because we can no longer ignore them. You know, it, it's a matter of life and death in certain situations. So we have to do everything that we can um, to combat this, right? Um, so I want to say thank you for listening. Um This has been another episode of I've Been Thinking About It. My name is Christian Yearwood, your host, of course. I really enjoyed making this episode. Um, What I would also like to say is follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at I've Been Thinking About It Podcast. That's I-B-T-B-I Podcast. At I-B-T-B-I Podcast. Um, You can share it uh, to your family members. Share it to friends. Um, The more we get the word out... um, the better it is and, and the discussions are going to come in. I, I also want to say that don't be shy to, to ask any questions, to propose any topics to me. And generally, let me know um, any feedback that you may have. Uh, so thank you for your time. My name is Chris Yearwood again. Peace out.